hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of La Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 164. Uh, we will be reviewing Roma 0 and Napoli 1. Victor Ossiman scoring after 18 minutes, and um, there was a little bit of chaos after the final whistle also yesterday. Massimo Arati and Rick Carstall going at it, and I think the uh, the referee may have stamped on his foot, which caused a little bit of chaos. Jose Mourinho walking away when he saw a red card. <laughs> if anyone's seen a video of that online, do tell. With me today, I've probably got someone who was probably very emotional uh, after what went happened in Melbourne yesterday and probably felt horrific after the final whistle yesterday. Imran, how are we? It probably wasn't the best sporting day for you yesterday. Oh, it was It was really difficult, especially uh, Pakistan losing to India. <laughs> Not yeah. just the, the loss in itself, but the way the loss. And then, to top it off, uh, Roma didn't make it any better with that uh, defeat. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a really difficult day yesterday. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about... Um, ICC World T20 uh, kicked off in Australia, the Super 12 stage, the the, uh, the second part of the Cricket World Cup for T20. Um, and it was one of the biggest games in the cricketing rivalry yesterday in Melbourne, where I think it was over 90,000 in attendance, where two rivalries, sorry, two countries with a, a historic rivalry in India and Pakistan with the political backdrop of what might happen next during the Asia Cup in the horizon and Pakistan had it in their own hands and then lost it on the final ball where India won by four four wickets with on the final ball and uh, yeah um, Imran's not feeling great (laughs) sorry Still, still still hurts and then we got to see Roma Almost eke out a nil-nil against probably one of the best teams in Italy and in European football at Napoli. Uh, Victor Osman got the better of Chris Smalling after a lovely through ball. I think it was from Almas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and um, finished with a wonderful goal. I think the uh, guy on commentary, Nigel Spatman, said it was Marco van Basten-esque. It was a lovely finish and that pretty much killed the game. Um, Imran, it was Roma started off strong. When they passed it around, they looked good. But as soon as they went for the long, aimless punt up to Abraham, who was smothered by Kim and then Juan Jesus, who struggled against Saniolo, but Oliveira, who I thought was one of Napoli's best defenders yesterday, just kept Zaniola out of the game. It just it just didn't really work and just Napoli looked the better football inside. But Credit is where credit due. Jose got his tactics right for 80 minutes, but then it just fell to pop. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a. Uh, it was. I don't think it was a poor game uh, defensively. I think we played well defensively. We we neutralized Quaracchelia, um, who's you know has been amazing, phenomenal. So defensively, I think we did well, uh, but in attack we had absolutely nothing to come up with. We had zero shots on goal, and uh, we didn't we didn't look dangerous at all. We could have played ten hours and not create a single goal scoring opportunity. So that was uh, that was a bit disappointing. Uh, speaking about a goal, uh, it was a world class finish by Osimen, who's uh, who's really good. He was lively. He 
he he was a constant constant threat uh, and um, so uh, Smalling should have done better but <laughs> he, he, ultimately I think it's uh, it's a fantastic fantastic finish uh, by a player who who, who really wanted to uh, make something out of that situation and he did. Uh, so I wouldn't blame uh, that mistake for the loss because I think we should have done much better uh, in uh, uh, in attack. Yeah, zero. I think it was zero shots on target, not zero shots on goal. Um, I think that was one of the worst statistics in seven years. I think it was for Roma. They just didn't look like creating anything at all. It. I think the main objective was to nullify Napoli's attack and they did it for 80 minutes. But when Osserman scored that wonder goal, uh, the the plan just completely went out the window and you could see Jose making the substitutions. He took off Karsdorp, he took off Spin at Sola and then he took off Mancini and brought on Vigna, who actually looked pretty good at right back and then Al Shirai went to left back and then Aldor Shamaradov went to uh, up front um, with Belotti because Abraham got taken off after, I think, 60, 65 minutes. But there was no creativity at all. Um, Camera looked spent after chasing shadows and actually looked quite good, but they just played aimlessly long balls to the strikers and it was just getting mopped up by Kim, Juan Jesus, Di Lorenzo. Uh, Mateus Oliveira, Alex Merrick could have just had a, just got could have got a paper and a cigar and just went away with his business because he didn't get tested. He had one cross shot, which was from Zaniolo, in which Camera had his sh- uh, a shot blocked, but that was it. It was just, it was frustrating. But I could see what Jose was trying to do. He was trying to nullify Napoli because Napoli are very attack minded, so they. they Kavat Skeller on the left, um, Chucky Lozano, who spent most of the game on the floor, and I think there was an altercation after the final whistle, um, had been brilliant this season. Zielinski is the driving force from midfield, Lubotka was outstanding, and Dombele is just coming back to full fitness. But yeah, um, they did well to nullify for 80 minutes, but after that Imran, it was just, oh, it's just a sh- shit show, wasn't it? It was, and uh, you know the those substitutions. They were just you know reactionary, and yeah. you, just, you just send out a lot of players. You just make a lot of substitutions and just hope for the best. But uh, there was no there was no tactical plan. I mean, there was no real. Uh, I mean, it was nothing organized uh, that uh, could lead to goal scoring chances. Uh, so so. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really say too much. Uh, we were never going to score. And what's incredible is, you know, there are people saying that, uh, uh, we, yeah, Napoli deserved to win, which they did. I think I think Napoli deserved to win. They wanted it more. Mm. They played better. They wanted to play football. They wanted to attack. Uh, and um, we, we were able to... Neutralize them for you know 80 minutes, but then ultimately, when you are as defensive as you are, it will come back to haunt you, and it did uh, because offensively we had nothing to come up with, and the best possible result we could have gotten was would have been uh, a nil-nil, a nil-nil. 
Yeah, I think the players, as Jose said, they look completely spent and out on their feet, and especially with the bookings. For Mr. Arati, who had uh, an erratic game, um, I think I won't. Oh, I said to Distant Lupia, I won't moan about refs, but it's it's so hard to to not moan about Serie A officiating this weekend after after watching the Fiorentina Inter game and then watching the game yesterday. It's it's chalk and cheese. The officiating in both games, it was absolutely atrocious. Um, what were your thoughts on the on the penalty that was uh, rightly chalked off by VAR? Was it the same as the Fiorentino uh, Latara Martinez one, or not? Uh, I I would say it was. I was very surprised that Lotaro got uh, the penalty because I think uh, I felt that uh, um, the goalkeeper got the ball, so I, I was a bit surprised. And uh, but they were mostly checking for whether it was offside or not. Offside, when it comes yeah. To, when it comes to Lautaro, but yesterday it was uh, correctly disallowed by. I mean, the, sorry, the the penalty was uh, taken back by after the recommendation from VAR, and that was the correct decision. It was. Uh, I mean, I I think it's a bit poor by the referee because to I don't know how he was able to think that the ball could have taken. Or gone in that direction through the touch from Dembele because it's, mm. I would say it's uh, physically or uh, impossible, impossible because um, it takes a completely different goes in a direction and you have to suspect that the goalkeeper has uh, got a hand on it and yeah but uh, luckily VAR was there but uh, it was. It was not the best performance, but I don't think ultimately it was a decisive. I mean, I don't think the referee was decisive in the game. True, true. Yeah, very true. It was the the defensive display. Uh, sorry, the non-attacking display from Roma. It was even picked up by the British commentators over here that they they looked good set up defensively, but just did not offer anything going forward. And when I think the the, the front three at the end was, what was it? Shimorodov, Bellotti, is it Pellegrini? And, and then it was like Zaniolo. It was Zaniolo taken off. Oh, my mind's going on to blow. It's like nothing was in the midfield. It was like Matic and Cristante. It was just like a blur. Um, but yeah, um, did, what were your thoughts when it kicked off after the final whistle? Because it, it was a bit chaotic, wasn't it? It was one of Jose Stars got sent off. Rick Karsdorp and I think it was Chucky Lozano got into it. Then Massimo Arati and Rick Karsdorp got into it. Josie saw a red card in and just thought, no, I'm not having any of this. And then the, I, I think that's when the, the camera stopped panning to, to the players. And it just, it was a bit chaotic. It was I've said chaotic too many times and I apologise. <laughs> let me let me say it again. It was chaotic, and, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. and uh, uh, no, but that's true because I mean to react in the way that you did. And I understand you're frustrated at, at frustrated at having lost the game, but um, but come on, there are you should take a you know look at yourself and uh, try to correct the mistakes of not having come to a single shot on goal uh, and probably try to find a solution to that then going then you know going after the referees and uh, and uh, you know uh, analyzing the game in a way which makes no sense uh, for me the the, the the comments made no sense uh, by Mourinho after the game he, he he I mean that has been a theme also because 
uh, against Ludogorets, we didn't deserve to lose. Against Atalanta, we didn't deserve to lose. And uh, yesterday, we didn't deserve to lose. And against Betis, we didn't deserve to lose. But then, okay, then you might as well say that Inter didn't deserve to lose against us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead, you you completely, you know, um, use that game as a tactical masterpiece or uh, an incredible performance. But things, they go both ways. And I think that it's very obvious that yesterday we lost the game due to our own shortcomings. And Mm. one which is obvious and has been obvious throughout the season is that we have absolutely nothing to come with when it comes to playing uh, uh, you know, the attacking play is completely dysfunctional. We are unable to create, uh, you know, anything uh, uh, worth, you know, both mentioning or noticing because the, we, we, you know, the, there's such a lack of energy when it comes to attack. We are not able to attack as a unit. Uh, it's just completely trying to rely on an individual brilliance across here, across there, but no um, eh, no one-touch play, you know, moving the ball uh, with a uh, high tempo uh, going upwards. It's just nothing of that. I'm, I think it's, it's obvious that uh, it's dysfunctional. It's much easier to organize uh, a defense, uh, in my opinion, um, when you're Mourinho, but but to have such a dysfunctional attack, I think it's going to haunt us until the end of the season. And it's not going to make it better if uh, Dybala is going to come back or uh, Vinaldo, because you, like I said many times before, you cannot be that heavily reliant on individual players. I mean, look at Napoli yesterday. They were playing with Juan Jesus in defense, central defense. And this is a player that, you know... He, he was nowhere to be seen for Roma in the last. He was basically right. fro- completely frozen out. And he goes there and he has, uh, uh, he's able to slot in and have such a good performance. Why? Because they have a well-functioning system. Any player can come in and have a good game because the system gets the best out of you. Uh, while as for us, if you look to individuals to make a system look good, then I think that's that's the wrong approach and that's the wrong way to go about it. A caveat, um, and I thought this yesterday while watching the game, is the dysfunctional attack get, not getting the best out of Tammy Abraham at the moment because he looks completely lost. He looks, it was man against boy, especially with Kim marking him because Kim, he, he was all over him and Kim got the better of him. And this is a player who's just come from Turkish football and set the world alight for Napoli this season and there's already reports of him being linked to Manchester United for 50 million euros he bossed Abraham yesterday didn't give him an inch is this dysfunctional attack just nullifying Abraham's capabilities for Roma this season I think it's it's a direct consequence of that yeah it's a direct consequence of of having a dysfunctional attack which uh, makes players like uh, Zaniolo Abraham Belotti you know, look uh, like average players or completely out of form. I mean, if you look at, we have to start asking questions. I mean, uh, whether it's Mourinho, Pinto, or the owners who appointed uh, Pinto, because this project started uh, the same summer 
when uh, Napoli appointed uh, Spalletti. Let's see, yeah, was that 2021? 2021. Yeah. So Napoli uh, had just come off uh, a fifth place uh, finish with Gattuso. Mm-hmm. He had to go in came Spalletti, and this season they lost a lot of important players. So you have to ask question: How are they able to rebuild the squad in such a way and playing a good attacking football, getting good results, being on top of Serie A, finishing top three, while we are in the position that we are in? I mean, it's natural. Where does the where where have we, you know, got our strategy completely wrong because it's obvious that uh, we got it wrong and they got it much better so uh, I'm I'm not saying that uh, because it's obvious that not, not, a lot of pe- people are saying it already that Napoli is a better team is a better squad I mean is a is a better team so we have to ask ourselves how we allow that to happen because we, they are so much better than us and they have done uh, a much better job when it comes to developing uh, a style of play, uh, being able to integrate new signings into the team and making the new signings look uh, very good and very solid. Uh, you talk about, you mentioned Kim, Kvaratskhelia, Ndombele. Uh, uh, Olivera at left back. Just to mention a few players. Yeah. They look uh, so comfortable in that uh, formation and the football they play. So I think it's natural to ask uh, these questions, how uh, we have done, I mean, it has gone completely wrong for us um, in an attempt to develop an identity style of play. Uh, yeah, I think it's natural to ask this question. And where do, what do we do to improve it? Because mm. we had the Mercato in the summer where I think everyone was happy with this Mercato and we said that this was this strengthened the squad, and it gave Mourinho a lot of new options. And this would be be the season where we would take the next step. Of course, we got uh, some results, but I think the football we play, the quality of the football we play, have been subpar. So basically, you said that the last you said the performance had been dysfunctional, and I was just saying the last three performances have been very dysfunctional. The Lecce home game, where we get playing against ten men, where you could have put the foot on the neck and went a bit more attacking, but then it was just looked like the team was conserving energy. Yes, uh, sorry, a week ago today was the Sampdoria game, where oh boy, that was a tough watch. Um, it even Rome ride seven shots on goal, and the XG was two, two and a half, and then. They're playing against the bottom of the team who were really struggling and got a new coach involved and Dejan Stankovic. And then yesterday, he just offered nothing in attack in the final 70 minutes after playing really well for the first 15 or 20 minutes when they looked like they could create chances, had a couple of corners, a couple of shots off goals. Zaniolo had that effort. And then they were, the link-up play between Zaniolo and Abraham was just getting there, but it was just awful for the final 70 minutes they just start excuse me the attacking play was just not very good at all it's been like this for the last three Serie A games yeah it has and uh, nothing suggests that it will get better because I don't understand how uh, uh, and if it does by 
uh, you know, getting Dybala back, then uh, I don't think it's <laughs> it's a good sign that you are so heavily dependent uh, and reliant on an individual, you know, no matter how good it is, how good he is. It, you just need, uh, you just need something uh, which, uh, which gives you stability uh, in, in a season where players can be slotted in and out and be ready to, to give the best. But uh, for us, that really hasn't been the case and that has been really disappointing. So I'm, uh, I'm not. I can't see how it will get better. Uh, on that, um, quick question: uh, Do you think Napoli are real title contenders now? Do you think they are the real deal under Luciano Spalletti? I know it's eleven games in. They're top. We're fifth. We're just behind Lazio, who we play in a couple of weeks. But what are your thoughts? Do you think they could go all the way? Knowing Spalletti. It's too early to say. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I I love Spalletti, uh, but I have been you know following him for a long time. Um, Roma, his Napoli last year, Inter. Um, he, we need to see in um, February, March, around that time. I think it will be. Easier to say, uh, and also depending on how the other teams pick up their pace, uh, Inter, Juventus, uh, you can never rule them out. But I think it will be mainly Napoli and Milan. Milan are looking sharp, and uh, as tough as it is to say it, Dark Horse Lazio, they've been playing really well, yeah. really strong victory against Atalanta yesterday. Sari has them playing some really nice football. Is it six clean sheets in a row or something to that a tune where they, they look really solid defensively? I, sadly, I didn't watch the game yesterday, um, uh, but I watched them against Udinese. They lack, when when Amarble went off injured, they lacked a little bit of a cutting edge, but they seem to be a real dark horse. And sorry, if you give him time, he will deliver the goods and, this is just ahead of the derby in two weeks so it's going to be interesting I still think as you, as we both have seen Spalletti do Spalletti things at Rome right, uh, fingers crossed he doesn't do anything stupid but in the back of my mind I can see Napoli having a, a bit of a crazy March or April and then falling short but yeah. realistically I think they could win the league they've got that backbone of the team of what Oshiman, um, Anguissa, Lobotka, Kim at the back. Uh, that's a very good spine of the team. And just think they lost four key players in the summer. Uh, what was it? Koulibaly, uh, Dries Mertens, Insignia. Who was the fourth player that left? Was it Fabio Ruiz? Fabio Ruiz, yes, he went to PSG. And they lost the four key components to their team and four leaders of their team, and they've been replaced so easily and so quickly. But yeah, I think they could go all the way. We'll have to they, wait. We'll have to wait until May. We'll have to wait to see. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they are uh, looking very strong. But um, I think it's a bit too early to say they had. They need to maintain that consistency throughout the season, and that hasn't always been the case for uh, Luciano Spalletti and his teams. True. Should we go into listeners' questions? We got a okay. few. We got, I think it's five, even though on Twitter it says six. But I, I apologise if I, I've missed one out. 
the boys at Serie A sit down who have now become or that were a duo have now become a trio. Um, Alex Dono has joined the boys at Serie A sit down. So they've joined Alex has joined Frank and Richard on the, the Serie A sit down crew. Um, their question was, despite the stinging results, what positives can you take away from the big derby? What do you think? That we actually managed to hold Cavacchia to nothing. <laughs> um, um, I was nervous. Um, I, I, there's not really that po- many positives. That we managed to hold out for 80 minutes is is a bit of a plus. Um. Strong def- defensive display. That's about it from me. How about yourself? Yeah, I think the defensive display at times will look uh, really solid uh, as a unit in defense. Uh, that's something. That's a positive I can take from this game. Also, Maddy Camera for me. I thought he did pretty. Yeah, well. Maddy Camera. Yeah, no, no, no. he covered a lot of space. Was yeah. really uh, lively, energetic. He. Uh, and I think he, he he comes with the characteristics that are useful uh, in the midfield, and uh, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder how dysfunctional we would have been if Matic would have played because that it would have created a lot of space between the yeah, yeah. defense and midfield. But yesterday, uh, I didn't believe uh, I, I believe that we were able to cover a lot of that due to Kamara's presence. Mm. Uh, and uh, and I would like to say that Kamara it's not it's not it's not because he's a better player; it's just his characteristics uh, and what it comes with. You can find players uh, with those characteristics of um, higher quality, but right now he's the best we got, and um, I think he deserves to play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Tony Towner trio, who's a fellow EFL fan like me, um, he's a Rotherham fan. Uh, last night's performance answers a few answered a few questions. Cameron must be the the first midfielder on the team sheet every week. Zaniolo showed enough in the first half to show that he is worth persevering with. Tammy did not. His first touch was appalling. A sure sign here that he has lost confidence. Yeah, we spoke about it. Uh, mm. He he looks out of form, and the reason for that, whether it's I mean, one theory is that it could be due to a dysfunctional tactical system which doesn't get the best out of the attacking players or that he's going through a difficult spell um, irrespective of uh, the uh, formation. So it could be either of the two, but um, those are possible explanations. But it's it's no secret that he's having a tough time. Mm, yeah, he, he had a tough time around this time last year and then bounced back. Um Fingers crossed he can do the, the same um, maybe after the World Cup. I imagine that is probably on his mind at the moment because the World Cup is a month away. Yeah, I think the tournament starts, yeah, I think it's just under a month. Uh, Araplanino, um, I think Mourinho did well tactically against Napoli. Carvara was contained and I thought Kamara Cam- earned his starting spot. Once Genie comes back, having Kamara will be a luxury. Do you think a healthy squad gets three points against this Napoli? Uh, it's difficult to say. It could be the case through, but I, that would have to be through 
uh, individual brilliance through Dybala. Uh, that's the only way I can see it because uh, when, you, when you're looking at the quality of the play, it has to be significantly improved uh, if those players were to play. I mean, if we have a fully healthy squad. and But we have to remember, like, Ron Apley also had uh, important players missing and they cope with it really well. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, so me personally, I, I maintain uh, my opinion and uh, uh, interpretation of the situation that you, you, you need to have a strong system which uh, where players coming in can make you cope with the loss of important players uh, and you still maintain a good balance uh, and play in a certain way. We haven't been able to do that. I think that's our biggest weakness. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yusuf, um, thoughts on our goalkeeping dile- dilemma? Stick with Rui, question mark. Give Shvila more chances to see if he can take the spot or get someone new for next season. Mm, what do you think, yourself? It's tough. I thought uh, Shvila would have played more in the Europa League. Um, I would have given him a couple of games against... HJK Helsinki and probably one of the bettest games. To be honest, Rui Patricio, I thought he was brilliant last season and then he's had a couple of mistakes this season. I don't know if it's the, is it the setup that a lot of teams are now taking pot shots from long distance and trying to catch them out because that's happening quite a lot. I do wonder if next season you might see a new keeper. Um, I wonder who the main candidates are. I wonder if it could be a Portuguese goalkeeper or could it be someone else in Serie A? What were you thinking? I think he... I think he could last a season or two more. Mm. Uh, He hasn't... He has had some blunders uh, this season, but overall, I, I don't think that area should be our priority. I don't no, know how no. yeah. the season will go on, but... I think our priorities should lie elsewhere. And uh, in terms of Svila, it's difficult to say. I, I would have preferred, uh, I would have given him um, the you know chance to play a bit more in the Europa League. Mm. And um, most likely he will be playing against Helsinki, but we'll see. But uh, I think there's a there's a huge gap between where he is now and uh, being able to replace Rui Patricio next season as a starting goalkeeper to me that looks like uh, a big uh, you know big shoes to fill i don't think mm. he's ready for that just think where he was a couple of years ago what was he benfica's number 1 and he was applauded by Romelu Lukaku wasn't it in the champions league yeah, yeah. Uh, he was 18 and 18, yeah. had a really good game. In the Mourinho, Mourinho, I think Mourinho was the coach back then. Yeah, it was, uh, was it Benfica, Manchester United in the Champions League. I want to yeah. say 17, 18 season. Yeah, yeah. 18, 19. I'm, I might be horrifically wrong. I apologize, but I thought, yeah, yeah I think he's just had a, a couple ups and downs, but I think potential is there. Just give him some game time. Um, Jan, Ale- is it I? Oh, God, I apologise. Jan <laughs> Eliasson. Eli- I apologise if I absolutely botched that. And I'm really, really sorry. We did say this pre-pod. <laughs> um, uh, he, actually, Jan makes a really, really good point, actually. Didn't really go wrong. 
Napoli just a better team, world class finish, but saw a good Roma side. Mister Barla might uh, might have been another game with him there. Yeah, but I think we got the attack wrong. I I have to disagree with that. Uh, there was obvious that something went wrong, and it was the attacking play. It was it was um, completely dysfunctional. Um, we had nothing to come up with. Napoli were they were never really threatened by any any of what we tried to come up with. But uh, they were the better team. It was a world class finished. Uh, but uh, he has a point that uh, it was a ro- good Roma side because we had uh, we played a good defensive game for most part of the game uh, for most part of the ninety minutes. But yeah, it didn't go all the way. I would have liked to see uh, more in attack. You and me both, you and me both. It seems one part of the game works really well and then the other part is dysfunctioning. You just need to find a balance and act with this Roma side. You can't keep going into games where the attack looks good and then the defence looks shoddy, but then the defence looks good and then the attack looks horrific. It's It's been like this for a couple of weeks now. Just hope there is a there is a game midweek in the Europa League with a... With a consequences uh, on the line so hopefully you might see a, a bounce back victory in, in Helsinki is that played on a plastic pitch? Yes Oh joy, it's the 4G <laughs> Nightmares of Bodo Glimpse come to mind <laughs> and some, some grounds here here in the UK and Scotland that have got 4G so yeah Same time of the year <laughs> Yes, so that was what and October. Yeah, so that was late October, early November. Cold, cold Helsinki. Uh, Betis had got Ludogorets away in Bulgaria. Roma are hoping to get the win, and then Betis gets a result in Bulgaria, and then it all goes down to match day six next Thursday, uh, a game which I will be at. Um, I'm off to Roma Ludogorets next week. So Roma have got. HJK Helsinki on Thursday. They've also got Hellas Verona, who are struggling at the moment. And they sacked Gabriella Choffi last week and brought in, is it Salvatore Bacchetti, who was a former player? He was a former AC Milan player, wasn't he, back in the day? I think he played in Russia as well. May have played for Spalletti at Zenit. Yeah, could be. Could be. He's like one of the, the new young coaches now in Serie A after Rafael uh, or Palladino, who is the Monza coach. I think he's 35, 36, so it's the same age as me. Oh, my God. Um, and then Roma got uh, Ludogorets in the Europa, Europa League, and then it's the derby against Lazio. Uh, and then is it Sassuolo and Torino left f- before the World Cup breaks. So there's a lot a lot of games coming up in the next couple of weeks before the, uh, the break for the World Cup. It's going to be fun. Um, hopefully get a Roma bounce back. Um, Imran, do you have anything else to add? I think that's good for now. Thank you guys for the questions and the comments. Uh, really good questions and comments on yesterday's performance. You can follow us at lamagicast.com and you can find all our previous podcasts on on the website. You can find all our, the podcasts on all the podcast platforms. And can I have some feedback if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if they're all the podcasts, 
episodes of previous weeks are on the on the platform there was a bit of teething problem so fingers crossed that is sorted and you can but find it was a new feed feed new right feed, they to, yes they have yeah. to subscribe to a new feed yes. so just search up la magicast on apple podcast if it doesn't show up and subscribe to the new feed yeah the, sam had a, an incident a couple of weeks ago where he may have lost his phone or had it stolen and it caused chaos I will be saying that word again. Apologies. So hopefully that new link is now showing up on the Apple podcast. So you can follow us on Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to us. Um, Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. I hope this has been a bit cathartic for you and a bit, a bit of a therapy session after your not so great Sunday on sporting terms. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it, it was good to get. It's a lot of things off the chest. <laughs> and we managed to do that with a few minutes dedicated to cricket as well. <laughs> and I don't think it was a no ball. I don't want to cause controversy <laughs> to the maybe some Indian AS Roma fans, but no. Um, you can uh, just thanks again for, for listening to us. We'll probably be back probably at the end of the week uh, after the HJK Helsinki game. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy uh, in your weekend. Bloody hell, Scott. It's only Monday. Fast forward <laughs> here. It's been a long day. Uh, it's been a long few days. Uh, my <laughs> mum my mum had surgery, hip replacement surgery. So uh, it's been a bit bit manic the last few days. I'm just trying to help her around the house. But um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your midweek football. If it's Champions League, Europa League, EFL enjoy it you'll probably hear us again on friday ciao ciao